Today, as we record this, we acknowledge the traditional caretakers of the land in which we stand, part of the Bunjalung Nation and the Yugambeh language. We pay our respect to their elders, past, present and emerging. We hold a deep appreciation for their lasting ties to this land, these waters and culture. They play an irreplaceable role in the vitality of this region and we deeply honour and recognise the connection to these lands. Welcome aboard to The Wedding Chronicles. This is where Laura Callahan and Tanya Bennett, two seasoned celebrants and bona fide wedding enthusiasts, get real about everything weddings. Whether you're tangled up in the giddy thrills and sticky hurdles of planning your once-in-a-lifetime day, or you're a part of this crazy, lovely wedding industry, we've got something for you. We're all about helping you dream up and bring to life unforgettable ceremonies and weddings that burst with originality, creativity and love. With a combined resume of over 30 years in the industry, we have our fair share of stories and tales to tell. So whether you're gearing up to walk down the aisle, hunting for a top-notch ceremony idea, an industry provider or a fan scouring for wedding inspiration, consider this your personal invitation. Let us jump in together into the swirly, twirly, wonderful world of weddings. We are talking about what would you do in this situation? So, Tana, I'm going to let you take the reins mm. and share with us all what you would do in a specific situation. Well, tell us, set the scene for the situation. Okay. I think one of the worst night worst nightmares you could have as a celebrant would be if the actual bride didn't turn up or the groom left. Yeah. That has happened. I have had to deal with that situation. Okay, what happened? Yeah, um, it was only a small wedding, and the groom arrived. Um, the photographer at the time, she she actually came up to me and she said, "Something doesn't something doesn't feel right. Something's not right." I said, "What do you mean?" She said, "With the groom, something just doesn't feel right." So I went over to him, and as soon as I saw him, he was just white. He was white as a sheet, and I thought, "Okay, really need to sort of check this out and see what's happening." So I said, "What's wrong?" He said, oh, "I just oh, I I don't feel good. I don't feel right." Um, one of the family members had decided that they were not going to come to the wedding, oh. uh, which rattled him a bit. Um, and I just knew that, no, something is not right here. So I said to him, okay, let's go and take a seat and, you know, I'll get you some water, sit down. And, and we had a bit of a chat. I said to him, you know, how do you feel? Do you, do, you, do you want to be doing this? And he looked at me and he said, no. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So right at that moment, I thought, well, okay, he's basically just gone, no, he doesn't want to go ahead with it. Um, and as you know, they everyone needs to sign the no legal impediment uh, yeah. form. Yep. So I said, asked him why he didn't want to go ahead with it. He he said to me he he felt that he'd been pressured to yep. to go into this marriage. Um, they hadn't actually been together that long. Mm-hmm. They told me differently. 
I wasn't to know, like, but they had been together for certainly, you know, a certain amount of time. And he ju- his words were, I just don't want to do this, I'm feeling pressured. And then felt like there was a bit of a flip there where it was like, no, 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 come on, we'll do it, we'll do it, we'll just do it, like there's people here now. At, but I said no. Mm-hmm. Because he's he's told me basically, and as a celebrant, like I really had to put that. Okay, that you are telling me that you you are not happy to be going into this of your own free will. So I can't then turn around and go, oh yeah, I'll just forget what he said. Don't worry about it. We'll just do it anyway. Yeah, like it, it it's not the right thing to do. So he said, well, what do I do? And I went, well, you need to get in your car and go because the bride's going to be arriving any minute. So I explained to the guests uh, that the wedding won't be taking place today. Um, So very sorry, but, you know, thank you, goodbye. They all sort of left. And then the bride turned up. A very hard conversation to have. I can imagine. Yeah. Very hard conversation to have. Um, she, how do you say, well, she took it well. How can you take it well? Yeah, yeah. You can't take it well. How can you share that information? Like, how do you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I, just did, I just said, look, I'm really sorry, but he feels that he can't go through with this today. He's not He's not wanting to get married. Um, she said, look, if I could get him back here, could you do it? And I said, no, no. Yeah. So it was, yeah, one of those situations that was very, um, yeah, it wasn't pleasant. But I really, you re- I had to think on my feet, really think on my feet and go back to my training as well. Like, okay, this is not going to happen. So I can't run away. I can't go, can someone else deal with this? No, I had to deal with it. That day actually happened. That moment came. So yeah. you have to be very calm, cool, collected and explain. Keep your voice in a nice tone. Like, we talk about retrospect having real good clarity. If you could go back in time, would would you have done anything different with the couple? I think even before, like, the actual day, were there signs? Like, do you, do you see no, those? No, And that was the interesting thing, like, because uh, I, I, I would always reflect, and I did reflect on it. I never saw a sign. Mm. I never saw a sign. Like when they um, met up with me to do the notice of intent to marry form, um, there was nothing that I could honestly say, oh, there's a bit of a red flag there. I'm not quite sure. There was nothing, nothing at all. So on the day, and yet, you know, when I went out and saw him, as soon as I, as soon as I laid eyes on him on, on the actual day, I knew. Yeah. I knew. I was like, this is not going to happen. He's not going into this with his own free will. Something is really wrong. Mm. So it's very hard because if a couple say to you, you know, they've been together for, oh, we've been together for three years, uh, how am I to know? Yeah, you don't know any different. You have to go based on the information that they're sharing and giving. And the information they shared and gave me... Well, yeah, it was like they have actually been together for quite a while. And I asked, I always sort of ask the appropriate questions Mm. and get more of a, you know, background and what, and they gave me it. So they, well, they pretty much rehearsed it pretty well. Yeah. But that three years was really only three months. Yeah. 
like but some people can get married some people do fall in love very oh, quickly and three months isn't an issue and I think if you're marrying for the right reasons it, it's not going to be an issue yeah you are going to be happy and yeah. willing to want to get married I, I'm kind of hearing like there's some big port like big things that sort of stand out and it's purely just on the wedding day so you're you must have been on your feet quite a bit that day and mind running from the moment obviously the photographer's spoken to you so having that relationship with vendors for them to be comfortable enough to go I, I see something wrong I need to tell you something it's yeah. not right yeah no it was great like she came straight in and actually the um, videographer that crew was, was there as well and you know they were very are you okay I said yeah I'm fine I'm fine because really like you, you have to handle it you yes. have to handle it I can't just go mm. and look and I was, I'm just interrupting like there's no training around this there is no training around what happens if this happens what happens if this is the case what is the steps that as a celebrant you need to go through and you need to check to make sure that you are ticking the boxes and you are operating ethically, ethically. and under your guidelines to make sure that it is lawful and that the wedding is lawful mm. and it's a really scary mm. really mm. scary thing to think that one split decision on a moment that is so out of the blue could impact your authorization and your ability to be a celebrant or possibly even lead to imprisonment because if a celebrant acts unlawfully and we officiate a wedding for a couple that there is no intent that there is forceful um i was gonna say forceful entry but it's not entry but they're being forced <laughs> into yeah. being married and yeah. it's not their yeah. intention or yeah. want to be yeah. we are held accountable for yeah, that that's right and we will then take the blame for that yeah. and it can lead to imprisonment yeah. for us. And I wasn't putting my name to that. Yeah, no, fair enough, because if that had gone through and someone just said to the AG, the Attorney General's department, hey, this person married somebody and they knew that they didn't want to get married, you could be in prison right now. Mm. And actually that has happened uh, in the past. Mm. Um, there was a situation many, many years ago uh, where... I met with a couple and he was a very elderly, elderly gentleman. He didn't realise. He, he wasn't really of sound mind. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I said to the uh, <clears throat> bride-to-be, I think it was an immigration or migration officer, don't know, a bit confused there. Um, so there was a third party involved. And I said, look, I'd just like to speak with the gentleman, you know, by himself. And I had a little chat with him and he 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 didn't realise what was happening. He was like, she's a lovely girl and, you know, she comes and does my cleaning. And, and I thought, you don't understand what's going on here. So then when I went back out into the room and said, look, I don't believe that he understands fully what is happening. Um, he, he doesn't realise that a, a, a wedding is going to take place that he's actually going to be marrying her and yeah that that woof like that um the young lady uh flipped and got very um, upset yeah but that's the thing it can happen if you mm. are standing the ground of what you can and can't do and it doesn't align with what someone else is intentionally wanting to happen mm. 
you are going to ruffle some feathers. Oh, yeah. But you have to be strong enough to this role to be able to put your fit, foot down and say, no, this is the situation. Yeah. And where it comes down to sound mind, you want to have support to know that that person is of sound mind. So if you've had that conversation and you have gauged that they're not, but they're in, the person may be insisting that they are, then there may be other steps by going through with getting GP mm. confirmation and them signing off to say that that person understands what's happening or a psychologist says that there's understanding what's happening but there's no guidelines around that no no the our guidelines say that there is intent for somebody to marry that they are aware that they're wanting to marry someone that they're over the age of 18 and they're willing they're willing and if if there's no understanding of what's actually taking place we oh, cannot no. officiate the day no 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 and you know even like you'll get times on on different wedding days where you uh, and even not even on the wedding days but before if you're doing a rehearsal and you they're doing the no legal impediment like the guys will always joke around going oh no i'm being forced into it ha 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 yeah but that's a joke. Like, you know when it's a joke yeah. and, man, you know when it's not a joke. Yeah. When it's like, whoa, okay, this is really serious. And I think you really do have to be the calming influence and yeah. stand your ground and be very firm in what you're saying yeah. but calm. Yeah. And I'm going to just jump off onto another point. And okay. I think you see me going there maybe yeah. is alcohol at a wedding too so another big influence in the way that we can actually officiate a day is that if somebody is has clarity um, that they're not drunk that they are aware of what's happening and that they can get married and if um, and this is a really hard one because it's very subjective like how do you know if somebody is drunk if you've only met them once before that they're not just overly excited or a little bit are they drunk or is it tipsy or is it the um, only way I firmly believe that we are ever going to know is if we have breathalysers absolutely yep that's the only way because you could turn and say to a person or or look at them and go you know what I think you're inebriated intoxicated drunk tipsy all those things you just said no I'm not it's just nerves yeah how do you know how do you know unless you've actually got a breathalyzer how do you know and look I I'm not in the room. I I gauge it. I, I you can tell. Yeah. You think you can tell. Yeah. Okay, but realistically, again, unless you got that breathalyzer, you don't know. But I'm not going to be in the room with the bridesmaids and the bride when they're getting ready. Have they had a glass of champagne? Probably. You know, you can you say to them no alcohol. You can say all that, but who's going to police that? Yeah. Like the guys who's. A wedding many years ago, the guys went out the night before. Now, <laughs> would I have called the groom drunk at the wedding? No, but he went out the night before. He was feeling crook He was it. feeling fairly, fairly ordinary. Yeah. But I, did I look at him and go, okay, you are drunk, I'm, I can't marry you? Well, no, because he wasn't. Yeah. This is the thing, when it comes to training as a celebrant, these situations aren't discussed and we don't know what we would do in those situations unless they actually happen to us. So learning through others and knowing that, look, it will happen at some point in your career where someone will say, I don't want to marry this person and you're going to have to manage 
that whole situation from sending one person away to notifying the guests mm. to notifying the staff to then notifying the bride or groom or whoever is coming to say that this is not going to happen mm. there's going to be a lot of emotions and expectations there's going to be it's, it's kind of like with those those eight emotions there's going to be questioning confusion pain anger and you're probably going to be the brunt of it all but but that's it you yeah. you be the brunt of it all but be I'll say it again be the calming influence as much as you can you know I'm so sorry that this has happened but be very firm but calm and clear about and it and very clear about it and to add to that is make sure that there is something within your contract with your clients that protects you because you don't want to have been there done all the work gotten to the day printed all the certificates given everything the wedding not to happen and then for you to be accountable in financial reimbursement for not fulfilling your role when it had nothing to do yeah, with yeah, you yeah. and you've you've worked already for that day. Yeah. So there's a few little things to think about in that situation of what you would do, but I think this is a really good topic, maybe even going forward mm. in the future that we start to bring up, what would you do if? Mm. And yeah. if you have yeah. had something or you've thought something that might happen at some point and you want us to have a little chat about it or maybe provide our feedback or if it has actually happened to us let us know yeah reach out for sure because there's lots of different things that have happened along the way over my what 16 17 years that you know some things i would change i would do a bit differently other things i'm like no that's i'm glad i did that yeah that's where i stand i'm very firm about it but yeah it's all it's it's experience i think i think i put it down to well um the years that i've been a celebrant sometimes i suppress things that happen (laughs) you forget about it you really because you've moved on to the next thing as quickly you don't have somebody to bounce off or talk about it with Mm, you don't mm. have a moment to be in that and to um, process everything that's happened you'd like to reflect and think about how you would do things differently but sometimes you just suppress it and move on (laughs) like like that was that was interesting that was, yeah that that might have affected wow. <laughs> affected my uh, confidence in some way but moving forward this would be how i would do it yeah, yeah. definitely yeah. so we're here to help so let us know if we can please absolutely i hope you enjoyed this episode of the wedding chronicles i'm laura and i'm tom and we'll catch up with you next time very soon bye now bye Thanks for hanging out with us in this episode. We genuinely hope that it has been a goldmine of value for you. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button to The Wedding Chronicles Show wherever you are watching or listening. And by the way, we'd be absolutely over the moon if you could take a minute to rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts. It would really mean a lot to us. And as we fuel this spirited mission of intentional, meaningful weddings and heartfelt ceremonies, we encourage you to bring a friend along for the ride. Share the love, share the inspiration, and we can't wait to catch you in the next episode.